Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T42. It is Yay. our best friend podcast Mm-mm. where we talk about whatever the fish, fish we want. Today, a very simple Yeah, effort. fish, fish. Correct. Now, we will. The reason for fish will make itself clear as the episode Correct. proceeds, right? Also, fish is like what people say a substitute for fuck, la, so not bad. La. No, it's not. What the fish, man? What the fish? Do people say that? I don't know. I teach in a school, la, so people say these things. <laughs> what the fish? Yeah, because they cannot say vulgarities, right? So they go, what the fish, man? Oh, God. I don't want to be in this world anymore <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> You can share. Okay, stress out like ah, I can tell, can it's tell. just tiring. Can I tell just... your eye bags particularly huh? are particularly today. radiant, right? <laughs> no, dewy. <laughs> dewy. <laughs> Because they are full pass. Oh god, gross! <laughs> I've I've been very tired. That's mm. why. But I'm just plodding through. Like I'm just happy to be here, sis. Okay. I'm just happy to be. Here. How about you? I'm very hungover. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm gonna make it. Oh, we we went episode. out yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm gonna make you it. You had a rough night. Well, I vomited five <laughs> times there. Yeah. This is why we don't drink, children. No. No. Don't. 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 Don't mix drinks and um. Yeah. Don't. Don't just don't mix alcohols. Like. Yeah. Just don't mix. Yeah. Correct. Correct. <laughs> I'm sorry if I can't get. Through today's episode, you know why, lah. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Anyway, today is a special episode, isn't special, it? Special, special. We haven't done this in a while. No, it's a special episode of T for Two that we're calling T for Two for Three because Yay. we are having a guest, and it's our friend Shanto Hello, Shanto. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome back, Sean. Uh, um, long-time listeners of the show will remember Sean from like one of the early episodes that we did where we talked about, what was it? Religion, Religion? and spirituality. Yeah. That yeah. was a very fun episode, I thought. I believe we also recorded it twice because scared. <laughs> Right. Yes. Yeah, we actually recorded one version of the of the podcast that was very hard hitting, right? Yeah, and then, like we were, and we thought the public uh, cannot, yeah. uh, cannot. And then, like on reflection, we were like, hmm. We literally all went home and then met again. <laughs> was it another day? No, it was the very next day. We were day. Day. terrified. Yeah, yeah. one day we can. One day we can. Unfortunately, I oh. we deleted. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, then this kind of thing better don't better happen. Better lah, better lah. No, because yeah. the police come and search your laptop, they find right, then they can. Yeah, yeah. In this episode, we're doing a deep chat on the subject of vegetarianism. Vegetarianism. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, of, lot more syllables in that word that you thought. Vegetarianism. Just to make it, it needs a makeover, right? <laughs> it needs a rebrand. Yeah, not eating meat needs a rebrand. Yeah. Yeah. So therefore, let's get in a white guy to talk about <laughs> vegetarian. <laughs> right. oh, it's absolutely what we need. A white vegetarian. Seems uh, very correct. Yeah, la. we were discussing this episode earlier today. Sean was like, way to lose your entire following. Yeah, yeah people <laughs> like... Because like, just tune out. It's like guys, are you sure you want to do an episode about vegetarianism <laughs> with a white guy? With a white guy, <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna listen? So kudos to you if you are still listening, dear listener. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks for the support. Because you cannot see Sean, I just some added context. He is an angmor. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to just we need uh, to explain yeah. this every time he's on the show. Yeah. 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 yeah, because his voice, his accent is very Singaporean. Correct. Mm-hmm. He sounds like some Chachukang. Maybe, maybe <laughs> even Lim Chukang. Maybe yeah. even Lim Chukang. Okay. <laughs> Sean from Badok. Yeah. But Sean is one of our dearest friends in the world. <clears throat> Correct. Yeah. Oh, and the reason you. we are having him on the show is because A, he's white, but B, he's also like a, what do you call yourself? Like a professional vegetarian? Yeah. 
Definitely. That's ex- those are the exact words I use. Professional, professional vegetarian. Professional vegetarian. Long time vegetarian. Yes, long. Like half my life. More than half my life. Right. Yeah, wow. more than half my life. Wow. So lots of juicy time, vegetarian right? brain to pick today. <laughs> yep. I, hate, I hate this word. <laughs> Vegetarianism. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying earlier, is when you only eat vegetables from the Mediterranean. God, <laughs> so belabored. Oh, that, sound, that sounds good. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, yeah. Mm, okay. Shall we get on the episode? Yes. So the reason we're talking about vegetarianism today is because like uh, I caught at Sean's recommendation everybody's favourite, new favourite like uh, Netflix documentary, Seaspiracy, which is a 2021 documentary about like, um, how we describe it? It's like the fishing industry, capitalism, commercial commercial fishing fishing and whaling and all that. And the impact on the environment. And the impact on the environment. And uh, like Sean was like, kept saying to me right <laughs> the truth about it is like you kept saying to me you should watch it you should watch it then my head I already knew this is probably going to be vegetarian propaganda ah! <laughs> I knew already I was like this is vegan propaganda and then as I watched it I was like yep <laughs> true indeed <laughs> it really came across like that but yeah. how, what, do you, what do you think about the film I don't know as I, as I was watching it like I was telling you just now I kept laughing because it just felt too <laughs> too manicured from start to end mm. like I know documentaries are meant to sell a particular point so they they, they they have to be manicured to an extent but this was manicured to a point that I couldn't believe it you know like like it made me not want to believe it a little bit it made me question everything too much right yeah there was but, something very slimy and greasy about it I don't know yeah it's probably the dead fish uh. yeah, maybe like <laughs> maybe the oil spills um, but for some added context of those of you listening who haven't yet seen the show basically it is the this documentary filmmaker who is also like famous for making another documentary called Cowspiracy right yeah. so clearly this great, great titles <laughs> huh? very clever yeah. mm. no, actually one of my favourite things about it is people responding to Seaspiracy going like why didn't you just call it Conspiracy yeah like it's literally <laughs> yeah. just waiting with the SEA yeah. at the end right is that what you mean so, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It would just reach for it. It's very low. Don't use portmanteau if you don't know how to do it yeah. properly. <laughs> Correct. It's like also nobody remembers your film Cowspiracy. So it's like yeah. you're trying to set up this vegan propaganda trilogy. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, it's not working. Anyway, um, Seaspiracy is a film by Ali Tabrizi. Okay, he starts off with him kind of going on the trail of like whale hunters in Japan, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And then like this one thing leads to another, and then he eventually starts to expose how like um the fishing industry has some really like lawless uh, you know that is pro- completely unregulated has engaging a lot of lawless behavior mm. and then like um the the conspiracy in question is like um all these environmental agencies and like sustainable fishing um charities and whatever right like doling out these um sustainable fishing labels, labels on, yeah. mm. on fish products it, it turns out that they are kind of like in on the game mm, that's uh, right and uh I don't don't actually regulate fishing as much as they claim they do so then the whole the, actually one of the biggest like takeaways from the film is this idea that the idea of sustainable fishing is very problematic it's and it's like, impossible yeah it's impossible you can't really yeah. There's yeah, like, basically the film saying there's no such thing as sustainable fishing. Yeah, blah, blah 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 blah, and then like um long uh too long don't watch. Basically, the film just says don't eat fish. Yeah, essentially yeah, it ends off with fish. like a ten minute spiel yeah. of like this is why we should all just become not just don't eat fish. Why we should all just not eat meat. Yeah, it ended off like that, and it was I don't know, it was just. Yeah, like obviously this is where it's gonna end off. Yeah, for some like very very good ecological reasons, like basically like the fishing industry is doing incredible damage to like the ocean environment, and then that's like basically gonna fuck us over and contribute 
to climate change and all, I mean, all these things that, I, that are actually really like important and quite Now, why I said that I felt so greasy after that and it made me a little bit upset at the end watching it was because it was put forth in such a curated way and as it turned out, uh, weeks later, we there were articles written out debunking some of the things that were said on it, right? Yes. So it got me a little bit upset because this is such an important, urgent thing mm. that we don't want to put out misleading facts. We don't want to be so alarmist about it such that people start to question your facts and now people mm. are questioning your facts. Then people was, I wonder if then people will not believe We'll backpedal a little bit. People will not believe the climate change issue. People will believe less of less of it. People will not believe what is being yeah, said. Yeah, like, it's like very wasted opportunity, right? Like you have yeah. one shot to kind of like put this into the mainstream, and then you go and like so like one one of the things that he you know he made this claim right that is um in the middle of the show somewhere where he goes like um based on a study the oceans will be emptied by 2048 or 2046 mm. or something that, like yeah that. 2048 I think which is a really shocking statistic mm. right and then later it emerged that like um the scientists who had authored that study has actually already contradicted that claim I see so you know and there's like a bunch of other kind of like controversial claims that he makes in the film that are like not actually backed up by science or where the scientist has said oh actually that fact was taken out of context um, yeah so I, I, I agree with what you're saying right that the film has this like like there's a quality of it that doesn't feel quite trustworthy mm, exactly. even though a lot of what it's saying is actually very compelling yeah. Yeah. yeah and like it's backed up by some very big name scientists right yeah. it's just that like the framing of it just feels very like like the whole the one thing I kept getting this throughout the entire show is like why is this white vegan like who looks like he walks around <laughs> with elephant pants all day like this just feels like white vegan propaganda mm. you know and I found that very hard to stomach because there's something very uh, irritating about it yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I, as I was, <laughs> why, why are your eyes shift, Sean? No, yeah. no, no, you're no. not vegan. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> like the scary thing about sea spiracy is that you see all these ships going out, right? It's really no man's land. Yeah, you cannot police How it. Have to control. Yeah. yeah, it was really quite frightening. What, what, uh, what, the, I, what I liked about mm. it was the Sea Shepherd. I never knew that was a thing. All oh, right, the ship that goes oh, really? around, like, yeah. yeah so oh. there's a ship that goes around, like, attacking the pirates, pirates, uh, yeah. and illegal fishing boats that are going yeah. into waters. And they really attack, yeah. like, it was like full on, like, yeah. pirate fighting. Like, I was like, wow, it's quite like, cool. The vigilante thing, you know, really gets me very excited. Does it? Yeah, right. I love it. Just going out on a ship and just like beating the shit out of people who are like harming animals. Like I mean, it's I also it looks fucking dangerous. It la. is very yeah. dangerous. Yeah, you know? I think most vegetarians don't have the energy for this <laughs> <laughs> because they don't eat like, meat. Uh, just stay home, eat carrot. <laughs> so, but but both of you don't sound very convinced by the show, and you both like your meat and your seafood. Wow. So like. So no, no, it feels no, like I, a read yeah, I feel very <laughs> accused right now by the white vegetarian in the room. Okay, first of all, I'm really not into this kind of propaganda and I do not even like talking about being vegetarian or persuading others to be vegetarian. No, yeah, Because right? mine like, is very personal. Yeah. yeah. No, no yeah, so I'm okay. curious, did it, did it, yeah, what did it make you feel? Mm. Did it persuade you at all? Um, actually, yes. Mm. There were parts where I went, it lays out some very compelling arguments for reducing your fish intake right because you don't know where the source of your fish is mm. coming from and then and then I think it does a very good job of like not only is that ecological impact right but then like it's actually bad for you because it contains so much mercury because right. like this is what we know right yeah yeah and then like um, there's a lot of cruelty involved and then the fishing um, industry the way it's painted in this film really looks like a fucking like gang's gang la, like yeah. a mafia yeah. like there's one moment when there's like there's like modern day slavery involved right mm. oh yeah, yeah towards the end oh my goodness yeah which was really like you it's know, disturbing yeah so I'm just like wow what 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 am I, you know, kind of like supporting through my mm. fish intake, right? So I feel like, yeah, there is a case probably to be a bit more judicious about 
how much fish I eat. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, f- for me as well, but this is not new. I mean, for, I think for any of us, this is not new. We know that um, meat consumption and seafood consumption is the main thing that we need to cut down so that we can solve the climate crisis or just put the earth in a better place, right? So yes, as I was watching, I was like, oh yeah, maybe I should eat less sushi or whatever. But for me, it's just, will it last long? Will this feeling last long? Mm. I think maybe next week, after I forget about Seaspiracy, mm. I will get takeaway sushi again. Hey, but sushi in particular is very tialat la. Like, yeah. You know, like, the bluefin tuna that I okay, really love I don't eat bluefin tuna anymore. Yeah, right. because of because of this. I don't oh, eat bluefin really? tuna. Yeah. I see. Gotcha. yeah, my whole family has sworn off shark's fin. Oh, that's, <laughs> good. that's you know, good. That's one of the things I cannot understand mm. why Singaporeans still do in Singapore. Like, it's not outlawed here, right? You can still have yeah, yeah, shark's yeah. fin soup. And I don't understand. I, I have a, a friend in particular, after explaining to him that shark's fin basically have no real nutritional value, doesn't really taste of anything except for what you cook it with. Yeah. Uh, then I asked him, why do you still want to eat it? He literally said what was in the episode that, oh, it's a status symbol. When yeah, okay. I eat yeah. it, so, like, people know that, oh, I can afford it. I'm like, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I have. Like, there's always this twinge of misgiving in me whenever, like, um, specifically white Western vegetarianism, mm. vegetarianism, mm. and <laughs> veganism come and come for Asian cultures, right? right because I feel yeah. like there is uh. a, there are a lot of shades of like racism mm. embedded in here, yeah. and it's very um, some of it's kind of quite elitist and classist as well, yep. because you know like people the you know regional diets are you know whatever, but the, uh, even diets have histories, right? Mm. And yeah, I feel like sure. the kind of history that we're li- the kind of like culinary moment mm. kind of, that we are living through right now is also conditioned by capitalism and wealth and most definitely. Other so I think that it ge- generally is a case to kind of like stop eating shark's fin, for example, right? right. But like, I also feel that is it's. it's it's one thing to say stop stop eating shark's fin and then to go it's very barbaric ah, right. to you know it's one thing to stop eating shark's fin but it's another thing to say it's very barbaric to eat shark's fin because you see it's a status symbol I think like right. the conversation needs to be a bit more nuanced than that for sure for yeah. sure yeah it's not just like pure racism right yeah, yeah. so I, I, I don't know I don't know if this um, documentary will actually change Singaporeans specifically eating habits because this this uh, documentary is like top 10 currently on Netflix in Singapore. So mm. many people are watching this and I guess getting educated. But the lasting impact, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure. I think mm. it, it's very difficult for us to change our ways because imagine if all Singaporeans went vegetarian. You think easy or not? No. You think it's easy for Singaporeans to become vegetarians or not? No, I think it's... I, I personally think it's very hard, but <clears throat> maybe we should hear from the actual vegetarian in the room, right? Like actually, what is your vegetarian journey? And yeah, like, tell how, us. How did you end up becoming vegetarian? How have you committed to it for so long? And what are your biggest frustrations, you know? Yeah, you said you know, half your life, right? That's, yeah. that's... Wow, I cannot... More, more than half. I mean, when I was in... When I was a child, I would go on and off meat all the time. Mm. It was just the thought of eating flesh. Mm. That's the main reason I don't eat meat. It's the thought th- of eating flesh. Just the thought of flesh, tissue, veins, fat in my mouth is just disgusting. <laughs> was that something that... that, uh, <laughs> that I love that you that looked at kick- me as, as you said that because I literally just slurp on <laughs> intestines. <laughs> no, like- I cannot. Was this something that kick that off? Because this is a very specific yeah, phobia, for lack me, of a better word. And, and I can only think that... Okay, you know in primary school, you go to field trips, yeah. right? So the only field trips I remember were <laughs> an ice cream factory yeah. and an abattoir. <laughs> they brought you to an abattoir. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Kind of like unpack the thought process of a school going. Hey, what would be a good future for the kids this summer? Yeah, yeah right. app, What's the a good way abattoir? to wrap up the school week? <laughs> good yeah. God, yeah. How the, did you the take the ice that? cream factory? Was definitely a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> 
unless you're lactose intolerant, like, in which true. case it's like, why are you doing you would this? Not have I would you not. would have loved the abattoir, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. you would have, Joe. Yeah, I'd be <laughs> like, ooh, dinner's on the table. Yeah. <laughs> so I going to the abattoir. being surrounded by, yeah, the carcasses hanging everywhere. Right. Carcasses, is that the right word? He stopped looking at me. I, I guess it's the right word. I feel very attacked right now. No, 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 I'm not attacking you. Yeah, the word is carcass. Yeah. So, yeah, I would just go on and off it. So there were times I could eat sausages, chops, steak, whatever, bolognese, lasagna. This is the kind of food I grew up with, right? Because white. <laughs> so, and if I'm not thinking about it and I'm enjoying the flavors, the mm. herbs and everything, it's fine. But then suddenly it would just hit me. No, this is flesh. That's disgusting. Right. Wow. Mm. So visceral. So then I would just start cooking. and I'd be like, mom, what's for dinner? And then if it was something really meaty and I didn't feel make, like it, I it would just say, can I just make something? As a teenager? How, as a, yeah. How did she take that? Um, I think she just accommodated mm. quite nicely. Yeah. And then when was like the final turning point the when you went like, I am now a vegetarian? Um, so the last thing I used to eat, this is hilarious, is KFC chicken skin. Because oh. I loved, oh, yeah, I loved the skin. God, that's the God's spices. own mana. Right? It's so good, yeah. <laughs> but it just hit me. I was sitting, I would buy like a, you know, a breast or whatever. Mm. And then peel it off and eat it. And it just hit me. That is disgusting. Eating skin. That's the worst thing. That is so phenomenally it is, gross. You know, I don't eat KFC. I eat KFC chicken. I will leave the skin one side. What? Okay. I'm trying to understand <laughs> the repulsion here. Why? Okay. It's, a, it's body. It's like a dead body. It's a corpse. Right. Like, would you... And where do you feel you picked up this aversion? I really don't, don't know. know. Were you like, were you, were you born with it? Like, <laughs> you kind of like a, a hereditary okay. vegetarian? I think... I do think it has something to do with empathy and imagination. Mm. That I, I do think so. Mm. Wow. And has it been easy to be a vegetarian in Singapore? Okay, we have really good vegetarian food here. The prop, My struggle is that it's not mainstreamed. Like in other countries, you'll notice that any cafe, restaurant, whatever mm. you go to, there are quite a few vegetarian options. Mm. Yeah. But because here are a lot of vegetarians are Buddhist and they would doesn't matter what you put on your menu they're not going to go and eat there because your kitchen is not vegetarian they're quite strict yeah so they're and because non-vegetarians don't want uh, vegetarian meals there's very few options so, so when you yeah, want to eat out with friends and all that it's you, you tend limited. to you tend to have like what are some of the really cliche things it's like the mushroom burger and it was mushroom do you yeah. say ugly olio yeah. <laughs> which I just had for lunch with y'all but okay <laughs> What is the thing you're most sick of seeing on like like vegetarian options? You're cream most... of mushroom soup. Oh, <laughs> I don't like mushroom, which is a problem. That's right. difficult. Yeah, it's that's difficult. very difficult if you're vegetarian because, and don't like mushroom. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of like vegetarians they try to make like the mock meat. Um, many of them use mushroom. Yeah, because true. you know mushrooms are very meaty and umami. Yeah, they're, they're umami why don't you like mushrooms? Uh? So again, I think it's about texture. It's this it's too awful weird. For you. Yeah, it feels very fleshy and strange. And mm. I think of it as fungus, like foot odor or tinea or thrush or something like that. Wow, wow. you really have so gold places it's, it's, with food. Yeah, which is why I'm a bit ashamed to talk about it because I'm <laughs> a bit of a fuzzy bitch, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. They're going to say my head, this thought is formulating about how actually a lot of your aversions sound not too dissimilar to some cultural aversions to certain flavors and textures, right? Mm. So mm. like, I'm, you know, how like in the West, for example, people are, people don't like eating whole animal. Right, they they right. eat a fillet of fish, mm. um, but they they can't eat a whole fish because like if the if the viscera and the bones and the tail yeah. and the fins and the head is there, like, yes, the head. They don't know and what one thing I noticed it. when I moved to the UK was in the supermarkets there, right? The chickens are sold without heads or feet, which is like, excuse yeah. me, I need to the neck and the feet to cook. That's Stop. very weird. Yeah, whereas here you you know you get the whole animal, yeah. so they really try and like um, decontextualize as yes. far as possible the meat you're eating. The, from animal, the animal from the meat. Uh. Oh wow! Yeah. So you know something something there as well that I think is quite. 
culturally conditioned. Yeah, mm. uh, maybe I probably grew up around more animals than the average Singaporean ah, does too. Yeah, maybe yeah, that yeah, most yeah. definitely a bit more. Did you go on a farm? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I <laughs> like had I had relatives who lived in the country, so I oh. visited farms and stuff sometimes. But right. Yeah, I guess if you're growing up with a lot of animals like cows and um, mm. sheep and whatever, right? Maybe. Like you and you form Just friendships with more them. More compassionate. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. empathy, like, like what you said. I think animals were my only friends, probably. <laughs> that sounds like another episode. Oh my, oh my god, I, we don't have a sad sound effect to play. That's I'm really just gonna sad. make the dolphin laugh. <laughs> Sick, Sean Tobin. Animals were my, my only, only friends. friends. <laughs> this makes me think of um, like um, this. <laughs> my father, when he was young, right, um, used to have a pet chicken, uh, that I think he called. Chick chick or chicken or something. Aww. It was a very he gave it a cute little name, right? So he was like his best friend. It's a little black chicken. Oh, cute! Uh, this has a terrible ending. Oh, I, I can guess. <laughs> so my my family, my dad and his mom, uh, Hainanese, right? Yeah, oh, he was going already. Yeah, and they were very very poor. So one day, um, my dad goes to school. <laughs> it comes back home. I can't find his chicken anywhere, and I think his mom, my grandma, just says that oh, the chicken ran away. <gasps> That night for dinner. Oh my god! My grandmother made Hainanese chicken rice. And the chicken... Like, there was a beautiful chicken on the table. And then, like, my father was eating, eating halfway. And then my grandmother goes, That's your pet chicken. <gasps> How did your father react? He couldn't... He couldn't continue eating. Did he cry? He was very sad. He, must have, he must have cried, yeah. Oh, oh my and, uh, god, that's terrible. The chicken was called Blackie because it's black, yes. You know these naming conventions. Yeah, yeah, very, correct, yeah correct, these correct, Chinese correct. naming conventions. Yeah, yeah. that's frightening. I know. It's like I don't know, but I find it quite funny. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> terrible. It's kind of funny. And it's then he got he can eat chicken now, right? Like he got over it. Oh, my dad eats all the meat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's this Bible story that I come back to a lot, right? <laughs> And Sean, <laughs> what we'll know because, like you know, I, we have shared Christian trauma. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Good what is things. the story? It's like, like gift. It's like <laughs> there was a there was a moment in the New Testament yes. when God gives a prophet a vision where He rolls down on this massive fucking cloud. Right. Yeah, it was like, a fucking cloud. A, that's right. A fucking <laughs> the cloud. The Bible. Those were the examples. Yeah. <laughs> Low the fucking cloud. That's the correct which, geographical yeah, term. On which are splayed all the animals of the world, and God yes. says to this prophet, Nah. Of all of this creation, mm. all right. you may eat yep. freely of it. I think to undo some of the, um, the, 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 the dietary mm. restrictions of the mm. Old Testament, right? Yep. So basically saying, all the things last time we said you cannot eat, shellfish, whatever, now you can't eat. Mm. Right? I don't know what happened. Maybe, but still cannot be gay. Uh, still cannot be gay. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I come back mm. to this story a lot thinking about how, like, you know, when, whenever vegetarianism comes, I think about this, right? And I don't know why I go to Christianity, but mm. I feel like there's something, there's a, I have a philosophical question about, you know, um, whether it's right or not to eat animals, right? And like, you know, you were talking a lot about how for you, the revulsion of eating animal flesh is about eating flesh and yeah. empathy and, and, mm. and, and, and cruelty imagination and imagination and imagining mm. the suffering, right? And I, I don't like to think of myself as a cruel, unempathetic person. And yet, like, I can't, I can't seem to make that leap in my own life, right? Like I'm very, I, 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 I actually don't feel this twinge of remorse or regret when I eat flesh, right? And when I think about um an animal dying for, 
you know, uh, for 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 my meal or whatever. And I think there's there's uh, there's a part of me that also sees all of this somehow as continuous with the natural world, where you see like um, carnivores preying on prey, right? And this kind of thing. And I, I you know, I, I I I guess like a part of me kind of embraces that this is an especially dark side of humanity mm. that that we do live with, um, and that you know it, it haunts us la. And I guess. I mean, and this is not to say that I think this is a good, this is a, like just saying because it's in human nature to eat, animals justifies doing it 100% of the time, right? So I, I, I'm just trying to square how I feel like actually this is, it is a part of human nature, mm. but like maybe what we need to be working harder at is managing it in a more ethical way. Mm. It's like that, you remember that character from Finding Nemo? The Which shark, one? the shark in oh, Finding yeah, Nemo. Yeah. The, so the they meet the shark, right? Yeah, sharks. the vegetarian shark. It yeah. was like I do not remember this. No, so like the, the I, three sharks. I always thought that was a really clever piece of writing because it's like here you're presented with this terrifying looking great white shark, right? And everybody's terrified of it, and then it goes, "Oh, we don't, we are, are we, we don't eat fish. Fish are friends. Yeah, not fish are food. friends. Not and food. And there's, there's, there's this small little like gang of shark, right? Who this sharks who decided that they're going to be vegetarians and Aww. be friends to fish. But then like one day they catch a whiff of blood, right? And then it brings out this carnal um, oh. impulse in them and they start chasing the fish whatever right oh. so like I feel like we are very much like that like we want to be gentle we want to be you know less sure. cruel we want to be kinder and we want to make ethical choices but there is a, something very you know deep in us that responds to carnality like I was mm. saying earlier right like the, the feeling of eating meat which obviously you know I mean a lot of I guess like a lot of life really is about resisting these darker impulses mm. in our nature. Mm. So we've managed it in many other aspects, right? So I guess this is just one other mm. aspect. Like, you know what? I suspect it's also got to do with like whether or not you have a relationship with animals. Mm. Yes. Yeah, because like in Singapore, we are not around animals no, that much. No, a lot. It's like they're and so decontextualized. Yeah. Right? yeah. So although for me, I've never made a very strong connection between eating meat and cruelty to animals, mm. Um, I have grown up with a very deep fondness for animals. Mm. So I think it must somehow be related. Mm. Yeah. I feel a kinship with mm. birds, all sorts of animals. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I was saying just now, like, if I were to kill a chicken, right, I think I would be able to. It would be difficult, but I think I would be able to kill a chicken. But would I be able to eat that chicken that I killed? No. Why? Uh? You I, already wow. killed it. No, wow. I, will be, I will be very sad that now I have killed an animal that will become meat that I will now consume. Oh, so what I, is it there? Is it because of the relationship you built with the animal in the moments where you snapped the snack? Uh, yes. Right. So, I, so I, this, there's I this, built dynamic, something. this yeah, dynamic. And, and I was the mm. one that caused its death. But then if you've already killed it, if you don't eat it, no, then someone, it died. someone else eats ah, it, so I will be okay with it, but I just ah, okay. will not be able to eat it. For me, the meat... So you just go and gather some berries and eat that. Sure. Okay. Or, or I will eat a chicken that is not, is not something that I killed lah. Or, so it's someone just else killing it. Okay, so you yeah. could kill a chicken for say Henry, and yeah. Henry could kill the chicken for you. I just don't need to know where the chickens, uh, how it's made. I don't need to know how the sausages are made. Really, that's that's it. I don't need to know it. So, the uh, meat okay. on the table for me is totally dissociated. Uh, so you're from one the of those people who cannot deal with the whole animal on the table. I cannot. Thing. I cannot deal with it. Like if you saw a chicken head, you would just like yeah. Uh, right? Like I, I had a I had a. Uh, a colleague the, in, in where I used to work who cooked her pet frog. I think I, I made what? I, what? I said this story before. No, like she she had a she had a frog. She she nurtured it and everything. And then one day the frog just died, and then she cooked her frog Ugh. on Facebook live, and then she ate it, and she received all sorts of flack for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm it, I'm curious so, about that though. Like what, what? So that is the thing for me. Like the moment, uh, I, I, even though that's a pet relationship that she had with the pet frog, so it's a very deep 
I would think a deep relationship for me even just coming into contact with a chicken and then killing it that mere moments mm. right is enough I just I then, I then I cannot that's very interesting yeah so for me you're right Sean it's about the relationship that I have with the animal the more mm. time I spend with it the more time I'm in an abattoir and I see these mm. things happen or on a farm I think I would Im- I would switch very slow slowly but surely mm. to becoming a vegetarian mm. yeah because you were saying something earlier that I found interesting which is that for you, you, you you're, you're very pro the idea that if you're going to eat an animal, you should kill it. You should be the one to kill it or... or yeah, I have friends who, do, who practice that in Australia. Right. And I I don't think I could do that, obviously. As in like they rear... I respect they rear that. Animal, they rear yeah. their animals in their own backyard. You know, like small mm. animals, rabbits, chicken. Mm. I have a respect for that. That yeah. kind of um, discipline. And it's also... Just, these are families with children and all that. So there was a consciousness of bringing up their children to learn how to really see what they're eating and know where it mm. came from and think about the respect yeah, and care. No, I think that's very important. And like, mm. it's like a much older, I guess you would say traditional mm. way of um, living off the land in yeah. a way, right? Like the earliest agriculture was really just one cow in a yard. Mm. And then, I mean, I guess like there's a lot of, this is, a lot of it is coming back in, in trendy restaurant ways where there's a lot of like emphasis on zero wastage so eating the whole animal mm. you know from the from the snout to the tail like there's this sense that um the kind of battery farming and the way and the way meat is produced is actually deeply perverse mm. um and so like but then again even then you know like th- this kind of relationship with food tends to be concentrated in certain privileged circles as well mm. so it's very tricky right like I, I just think it's interesting that like the vast majority of us are told that you know the way we consume animals is barbaric and it's like uh, it's, it's cruel mm. and it's, 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 it's unethical and all these things right and then you know we are, we are, we are inundated with images of battery farms and it's terrible and yeah. we're made to bear this intense kind of moral burden for something that actually is systemic yes. and something that is like um, you know uh, attached from many people to poverty mm. and and it's, it's a cycle that's very difficult to break out of because like most of us growing up in cities are not going to have farms on, yeah. mm. to which we can retreat and rear Daisy the cow and eat her, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we do receive our animals in these eerie cellophane packed oh, yeah. um, yep. you know ways they're cut up you know we, we don't often see whole animals most people don't even often work with whole you know like I, I know a lot of people who don't like to cook with whole chicken like mm. they only use like the parts that are already chopped up but yeah. like you know like having the, the whole chicken there with the head and the feet is just very icky for them yeah I can't do yeah. that too I hate it yeah. it resembles too much like the animal I can't uh. I don't know I just think it's like a very big moral pickle so, so I really admire people like you Sha who mm. really committed to it. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's effortless. Uh, I mean, it takes no effort. effort. No, it takes no effort. Uh. Yeah, it takes Because no it started young, la, so there wasn't like a yeah. big transition for no, you, No, none right? at all. Then your son, right? Mm. Um, you're not raising him vegetarian, obviously. Oh, yeah, that's an interesting one. Mm. So, I was very conscious that I didn't want him to know I was vegetarian. I did not want to shape his practice. Oh. So, yeah, so growing up, I never mentioned it once at all. I was conscious of not highlighting the fact that I never ate meat. Mm. Oh. And I never said anything like e or whatever. Mm. And, um, <laughs> but, you know, I always gave him lots of healthy snacks like cherry tomatoes and mm. carrots and yeah. vegetables. And then one fine day, I can't remember what age he was, he just mentioned it to me, Daddy, I know you're a vegetarian. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's so, a dirty little secret. Yeah, like you so don't need, you don't need to keep hiding the soy the soy products in yeah, the fridge, you know, yeah. I can see. I, w- I wanna know what's your favorite vegetable. <laughs> 
Oh, oh that's a good question. Good yeah. question. Uh, oh, hands down. Oh, I love yes. corn, corn so much. Yes. In any preparation, Char love corn. it. Ooh. Creamed corn. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. love it. Talk about creamed cream corn. Cream corn's nice. Uh, okay. okay. You don't like Just cream corn? Mm, I think if like canned cream corn. Is that what you're talking no, about? No, I meant like you actually use like raw corn mm. and and cook it down. Maybe okay. You make yeah. for us next time. Ah, I, can, I can, think can, I've yeah. only. I make consu for you. Make I love consu. Oh, oh my god! I can drink it with a straw. Mm. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So oh, that's just like. Like Thanks for just ruining More viscerally upsetting Than the thought of veins And feet <laughs> Sorry okay? It's so good What's your favourite vegetable Joel? Um, anything in the brassica family So like cabbages wow. Broccoli All its mutations all, Yeah basically Sean <laughs> We're making this face right yeah. All of like These vegetables actually came from One Wild plant One wild plant The olea brassica Yeah so yeah. Broccoli Kailan mm. Cauliflower Cabbage Brussels sprouts right. Kohlrabi yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah, they're all brassicas and they all cook the same way. I love oh, them. Well yeah. done. Fascinating. Mm. See, see, yeah. you, learn, you learn something new. What is yours? Yeah. Do you have a favorite vegetable? I like corn. I think I really like carrot too. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> like, just. It's. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I was so. I was expecting like, like, something more, like, elaborate. I don't know. But, like, I think carrot? <laughs> I, I probably. Carrot is probably the vegetable I eat the most. Really? really? Like, raw? I think it's something. Yeah. It's something about. Peeling it and the crunch and the mm. color—it is both sweet and tasty. <laughs> it's, mm. yeah. I love you can set up the carrot promotion ball. <laughs> <laughs> and again, again, and then roast it. Like just stick it in the they oven and then good. put a bit they of honey on they it. Oh, I love those. Yeah, that's nice. I think oh my god, we sound like old aunties. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we should lean into it as you always. Say. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I really think root vegetables are wonderful. Yep. I love a good grilled or roasted root ve- vegetable um, yeah. situation. Mm. I'm really into roasting vegetables now. Just yeah. Because <laughs> you really don't have to do a lot to them. Just throw them in the oven. Yes. Salt them a bit, right? Yeah, just salt a bit. A bit yeah. of honey or something. Or... Are we making you hungry, dear listeners? Mustard seed. What? Mustard <laughs> seed. And what was the other one? And coriander. Yes. Mustard seed, coriander, maybe a bit of cumin, right? Yeah. Go very well with roasted mm. sweet vegetables. Mm, that sounds good. It's very good in feet. Yeah. yeah nice. You know what I used to like a lot and now I really don't like is mock meat. And it's not a vegetable, I know. I'm a bit of a tension, but this now mock meat, I, I really can't stand mm. it. And I don't understand this whole trend towards making fake meat. Right. You know, like, uh, uh, what do they call it here? Uh, impossible, uh, the impossible no, meat, no, right? Impossible is different than mock meat. Oh, you're right. So, you're right, mock sure. meat it is, is actually re- basically just like um, flour, right? That yeah. Is, yeah. You know, like Mushroom or so, I think. I think a lot of different traditions. No, but you... I think what it is also is that actually, right, to make vegetable products very appealing and very good on their own can be a lot of work. Yeah. And it's Agreed. costly. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's like probably a lot easier to just get a bunch of like no nutritional value like flour products that look like meat than it is to actually come up with an entire menu that is all plant-based and yeah. is just very, very good. I th- that's the problem often here. You can't find vegetarian food that's nutritious as well and yeah. tasty. It's more about denying mm. the, yourself the pleasure of eating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like something kind of like aesthetic, aesthetic and monk yeah, exactly. about it. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant about making vegetarian more fun because I there's guess, a kind of quality yeah. to it that feels like denial. Like you're saying. Yeah, because I it's see. also like no garlic and chili. Oh, yeah. no alliums, right? Yeah, no yeah. Yeah. Is, I, do you know why? Uh? Is it because like they are like... Too stimulating know. or something. Yes, I, I've heard many different. I've had many different responses from different Grab drivers, <laughs> um, but it seems to be. It, it seems to have something to do with the stimulants. It's, but it's a very specific kind of vegetarianism. Mm. But it's, it seems to be the most widely practiced Here vegetarianism. Yeah. Here. yeah, yeah. Whereas the uh, maybe this accounts for why it's so difficult to find 
prop, uh, you know, good vegetarian food because like other vegetarian cultures aren't so well represented here. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you maybe yeah, I guess that's what you were saying at the start, right? Which is like this Buddhist vegetarianism is the predominant form, mm. um, and I guess like Indian vegetarianism, but Indian as well, vegetarianism which has its that. you know its yeah. own strand. But the kind of vegetarianism that you practice, which I guess is more vegetarianism, yeah. right? Which is what, that's what I call it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a lot of kale. What is it? <laughs> no, it's kale vegetarianism. It's kale vegetarianism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like kale. I don't like kale. What? It's great. <laughs> See, I told kale you, is I'm a just, brassica. Kale is a brassica. Such a bad angmor. Yeah, I'm, I'm a terrible vegetarian and a terrible angmor. Uh, like, so, okay, moving on from, from like mock meat then to impossible meats. Like, right. I, I don't know. Have you, have you all had it? Yeah, you had I, impossible I, meat? I love impossible meats. Like, I can't eat it because impossible meat is meant to replicate beef. And, and you don't eat beef And yeah. I don't eat beef So even knowing that It is still plant-based And there's nothing From it about Like this, It's not from a cow At all right mm. I still cannot bring myself To eat it Because if I eat it I think it, 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 Talking about it Makes me nauseated Yeah mm. it just makes me Want to vomit Right So I just can't eat it But you've had it, has it Does it actually taste like beef? Is I it mean, a good Sean representation? Like, what, what do you think There's of times I can eat it And there's times where I can't Right Yeah Because yeah. The flavor, the kind of juiciness. It almost feels like there's blood oozing out of it. Exactly. <gasps> so when I when I saw this documentary on Impossible Meats, right? They have formulated in such a way that it's meant to mimic the the taste and carnality of meat. Yeah, the texture. So like they, they yeah. actually found like not hemoglobin, but something else that Ooh. occurs in plants, right? That has the taste of blood. Mm. So they really want it to taste like you're eating a piece of meat probably some iron compound yeah it's an yeah. iron compound and mm. you know everything all the umami compounds and everything is really meant to imitate meat and that's why I like it so much because when I first had my first it's impossible like, burger I was like this is very good and you're telling me this is all plant based it's a miracle mm. yeah but I think it does tap into people's like love for for these like carnal um, flavors and desires yeah. Yeah. yeah if they can eventually make this more affordable yeah. I think it's great that that's an option it's a transitional it's, thing. Uh, it's a way to help people transition being picked up quite mm. a bit in a lot of restaurants like two years ago when this was just starting to hit the markets here it was just one or two restaurants yeah now everything got now an impossible everything, item there's always an impossible item like in every restaurant which is I guess a good thing like, it means it's being picked up and prices will drop eventually I hope so the, yeah. but I just I look forward to a day where we just see more vegetarian dishes that don't have mock meat ah. and have vegetables exactly really well yes, exactly this is, yes, this, is, this is what I agree with I feel like it's that's what we need to move towards right where you where you celebrate vegetables and do interesting creative things with them mm. yeah and like you don't have to have a meat stand in yeah. Mm. yeah so I think like for Indian culture it's very common to have mm. dishes that are completely made up of vegetables yeah. oh yeah for yeah, sure yeah. but I guess in so Chinese many. culture it's not as common right vegetable is often in my experience at least it's viewed as a kind of a side dish yeah. Like oh yeah, and we should order a vegetable dish. Yeah. Like because like, your your dishes are normally made up of a mix of like noodles and meat and vegetables. Is that true? Wow, I love how the both of you are I'm just, just saying, telling you. You're just I saying, mean you're the cultural we're attaché. Just coming, <laughs> we're just coming for Joel. Yeah, you're both staring at me as like Joel. You Chinese people are Chinese cultural attaché no, no, are think, the reason for climate change basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's you and your meat eating. No, because it would be interesting to hear you comment. It well, was kind of a question, I suppose, which. There, I think Chinese vegetarianism is, it does exist and I think a lot of it's quite very Buddhist mm. um, but like you're right kind of mainstream Chinese cuisine doesn't have like we do very good things with vegetables but it's mm. always seen as a kind of like side as you say if you go to like a tzu store right mm. you can have quite an epic time trying to explain to them like if you want a vegetarian dish oh really oh yeah, yeah. What, are, what, are your, what are your experiences like I would usually just try to 
ask for like broccoli or tom yao or like right. a fried rice or something mm. and they will give you all sorts of funny look and I'll just clarify can I make sure that there's no prawn no oh. egg what kind of, what's the range of responses you typically get when you try and edit the dish there's stalls that will tell you that they just can't do like fried rice without egg which I get right, right? yeah because can, they probably start with it or whatever. that's yeah, the whole exactly. base of how they cook yeah. it yeah yeah um, people bluff you or not like you point and say oh yeah I don't have shrimp paste but actually when yeah. you put yeah. your mouth but, but you know what it is there's a lot of anxiety around this because there are so many different versions of what a vegetarian is mm. of course yeah. yeah yeah but I have seen friends try and edit their meals here and like it's sometimes met with incredible offence that, that like some of you get offended when you ask them to like make it vegetarian actually that's yeah. interesting I, I, I thought that people uh, these people would get a bit more accommodating over time like these chefs would get a more accommodating over time right like they will understand la. especially in Singapore I, I think people are actually very accommodating in Singapore because we have so many different yeah, cultures yeah, yeah. but my, my, my favourite response has been right like, I don't know if it was you or some other vegetarian vegetarian friend that I was <laughs> out having a meal with like we were, we were making this question and auntie goes yeah, can la can make like that la, but I tell you not nice one <laughs> I tell you not nice I'm, then was like auntie it's not about nice or not nice it's they don't eat meat it's like yeah. then, then you eat vegetable but we got Nice, that fried rice don't have. Yeah. It's like yeah, okay, I get you, girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there is a yeah. bit of a disdain. Yeah, for yeah, just yeah. plain in- vegetable dishes. It's impatient. I mean, because you know. No, see, but what what I hear from that is that they're valuing flavor over your ethics. They go like, I want to feed you nice, good yeah. food. and that to me is when if the auntie shot me like, I go like, actually it comes from a place of love. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way right. I get yeah. what you're saying. And auntie, pride. I appreciate and what you're saying, but, but also pride, these right? are my ethics. Yeah, you know? yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it's like ah oh, yeah, you won't be able to see the meat one nah. It's only small piece, small piece, ah, small piece, yeah, salted fish correct, only, salted fish only. For aunties, right, there are some things that are just not meat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salted fish is not meat. No, complete. Like fish is meat, man. Some people say fish is not yeah, meat. If yeah. it's hidden over vegetables, ah. it's suddenly vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. some very weird definition. It's very bizarre. Actually, I think that the place of meat in a lot of Asian cuisines um, is... It's, it's actually quite balanced. In you know, traditionally it's meant to be very balanced. Like you eat a yes. very small amount of meat, you know. It's true. Yeah. yeah, I think like with wealth and affluence and like influence from the West and capitalism and all of that, I think meat's become more central to a lot of Asian cuisines. Mm. Even Southeast Asian cuisines, which traditionally don't feature a lot of meat, right? It's mm. like, you know, small bits of fish here and there, fish sea, seafood products, which is why it's in everything. Yeah. Mm. It give it extra flavor, but it's not like the mainstay of the diet. That's true. Yeah, yeah. For sure. That's true. But I think we've generally, you know, all become much more voracious meat eaters. Definitely. Yeah. Like, my favorite anecdote for this is that beef didn't used to be consumed very widely in Japan until after the war when there was, um, you know, American occupation and then they introduced beef into the Japanese diet and then it just became more common and then like the taste for red meat became more like prevalent as well which right. is why like they are so fixated with like bluefin tuna because mm. actually bluefin tuna is uh like actually quite quite a rarity yeah it used to be quite a rarity i think with the taste for red meat right it became you know more widespread in japan and, and then it led to all the overfishing that we're dealing with today yeah when i first moved to singapore and i visited a, visited a church right <laughs> i got invited to this new friend's place for Chinese New Year. Okay. And they knew I was vegetarian. So I said first, and I was very conscious, I'd read all the little manuals about how to be culturally sensitive. Like, do not reject food. <laughs> it's rude. Da, 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 da. What manuals? What manuals? <laughs> I don't know. STB right order. Probably. 
Anyway, I went to their house. They were Cantonese and they kept telling me how they will be eating all night because of prosperity and all that. And they just Was this Chinese New Year? Yeah, it was Chinese New mm. Year. It was their reunion dinner. So mm. I was very conscious of how honouring this is mm. meant to be. It's very lovely that they invited you. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know what's not lovely? That they force <laughs> fed me f- meat the whole <laughs> night. They, I ate tongue. I ate liver. I was about to throw up all over their grandmother. It was really, really... <laughs> it was so, so terrible. And I just could not compute like why you would do that to someone. Right. They knew you were vegetarian. Made, okay, my memory tells me that they made like a vegetarian bihun. And I'm like, I'm happy to just eat that. <laughs> but they kept force feeding me. Ah, and like that lap chong and all that. Mm. So I really tried all of it. And I was already vegetarian and I felt very, very ill. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you poor thing. But I think it was well-meaning. <laughs> All I see on your plate is chicken, 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 and fish. <laughs> so Best. You, you were kind of vegetarian for a while, Joel. When I when I came to visit you in London to yes. stay with you for a few weeks. Yeah, what had happened was I <laughs> <laughs> I went to Greece for work for uh, two months, and then like was exposed to the beauty of Greek cuisine, <gasps> right? Which is oh. really just like fresh. Yeah, it's lovely. A lot of vegetables. Um, and then like when I, and I started eating like that for two months and when I came back, I was like, I just want to eat like that more consistently. And by like that, I mean lighter, mm. uh, fresher, whatever. And then so like, eventually I started like eating less and less meat, not even fish. And then I just realized, oh, I'm just eating vegetables all the time and I can't really enjoy it. So then I said, okay, I can try and gi- give this a go. So I went vegetarian for a couple of months, like fully wow. vegetarian. Mm. I didn't eat meat at all for a few months. I I was surprised that I was able to do that. My complexion got very good. Really? Yeah. I was just wow. Saying. Yeah. But this was also because like it was summertime in London, and it's just like the perfect kind of weather to, you know, eat vegetable la, and then like make summery pastas and soups. You know. Plus the vegetables are also nice and yeah, fresh. Yeah, the produce there is very oh, nice land. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It does make a difference. Yeah, but I could I I could do it. Then I slowly backslided la. So mm. now I'm, I'm back on my meat eating ways. But even then, eating less meat generally. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So do you have like Because I don't cook veg- I don't cook <laughs> at all mm. And like my favourite vegetable Is corn And what I do with corn Is I literally Just boil it in salt water And then after that Butter it And then that's enough I mean that's one way <laughs> <laughs> The judgement in your face But what do, you, what do you all do Do you have like Good cooking tips For vegetables I'm sure mm. Joel has lots Yeah I probably do But do you Sean Like you I, You cook a lot of your own meals Yeah, yeah. I'm not that adventurous though. Like I roast a lot of vegetables. Mm, I make yeah. a lot of vegetable soups and right. stews. I like to roast my vegetables before I put them in the soup because it just gets caramelized, Correct. a lot tastier, yeah. right? So that's the first principle of cooking mm. with vegetables, right? Which is that you treat them as much as possible to get the maximum flavor out of them. Mm. So one way of doing it is through roasting or grilling because when you caramelize vegetables, you extract, you concentrate the flavors because mm. vegetables are very water, mm. very waterlogged. So it or it tends to help to kind of sweat out as much of the of the vegetable uh, water as possible. So oven roasting is one way of doing it. With corn, for example, mm. I would definitely brown it on a pan or an oven to kind mm. of really kind of caramelize the natural sugars in the corn. Mm, and mm, then mm. with some butter and salt, it's just like Yum. life-changingly good. It really is. Like, oh yeah. my god, I'm going to buy corn later. Yeah, I'm too. <laughs> Let's all go buy corn. Mm. <laughs> so nice. yeah. um, with vegetables, I also really like uh, making stocks out of them. So mm. like, so like, if you use, if you make a very good vegetable stock, right, you can just use that to enhance the flavor of anything that you're making. So like, you can make a lot of soup noodles and everything that are completely mm. meat-free mm. with, um, 
with with vegetable stock. So one way I like to make vegetable stock is by ro- deeply roasting all the, the the bits and bobs of the trimmings, you know, mm, of what we're yeah. cooking. I keep I keep them in a bag in the freezer sometimes. That's such a good idea. Yeah, and then just like when you have enough, roast them until they're really dark brown. You mean it doesn't like go doesn't go bad in the freezer? Like I mean, it doesn't lose its flavor in the freezer. I mean, How long can you keep it for? Just. I mean, until sensible lah. If you see worms growing, then throw away lah. <laughs> you, I, okay, ah. this is your level, okay? But like, umami giving ingredients include uh, <laughs> mushrooms, of course, which you mm, don't like. Yeah. But mm. I think if you use mushrooms in stock, right? You won't taste yeah, the Yeah, yeah, if flavor. it's not too... Yeah. Oh, it's not too heavy, then you... Yeah, okay, not uh, center okay. stage. Tomato okay, okay. paste is ah, a fantastic vegetarian. Tomato yeah, tomato paste is like, you just put that, you, you just give it a bit of a roast if you're and it adds a lot of depth of flavor. Oh, yeah? Mm. Seaweed. If you buy the dried seaweed, the Chinese kind, right? Mm. You just put a bit of that into your stock. It just adds a whole mm. level yeah. of flavor. You know, mm. one thing that I never liked eating, the vegetable I never liked eating growing up was pumpkin. My sister and I would, be, would stay over at my grandmother's house sometimes over the weekend. And she would force feed us pumpkin and she would cook it in this almost raw manner. She would chop it out into cubes and then she would saute it a little bit. And, but it was still so crunchy and not like it was a very weird consistency. She hadn't done it properly. Yeah, it was very weird consistency and she would make us eat the whole thing. Uh, my sister and I would have, have like pumpkin and rice and some dal or whatever and then like we would just be forced to eat the pumpkin <laughs> we hated it so much the dog would come into the kitchen and we just drop the pumpkin on the floor <laughs> and the dog did the dog want it? the dog would eat it no eat it then we would just drop it on the floor as she as like my, the grandmother would waddle out of the kitchen right? and then we would quickly like drop it on the floor oh <laughs> bless your grand yeah like, I mean like it, it was obviously <laughs> like, like Sean's story was well meaning <laughs> but it turned me off pumpkin for the longest time yeah well I mean just to add on a cooking tip for pumpkin right? <laughs> like yes. you can actually saute pumpkin very effectively the mm. trick is to use lots of fat on moderate heat and to cut your cubes into even sizes so they all cook at the same time none and of that cook, was done cook until <laughs> cook basically with all cooking cook until it's done don't take it off too mm, if you cook on a too high heat you will burn the outside before the whole thing gets yeah, cooked I think that was or you can use a la. combination of dry and wet heat by mm. after you brown the pumpkin just put a lid over the pot to let it steam, steam a little over. bit mm. oh yes now pumpkin soup love it Oh, that's another thing. I think like uh, with, when, if you're going all vegetable in your cooking, it helps to have textural contrast because uh, you don't just mm. want like a bunch of soft vegetables, right? So yeah. like adding in nuts or crunchy things. Is that to elevate? It's to <laughs> elevate <laughs> elevate your veg- your vegetable mm. plate, correct? <laughs> I do need to expand my diet a bit more, I think. Into what? Into what well, like, all my, my, my cooking palate. I think the the danger too is you can be really unhealthy as a vegetarian. Mm. Like anyone who knows what I look like knows that I'm not I'm not a healthy girl. <laughs> because you do miss or I do miss um, the crunch mm. and uh, maybe a fullness of flavor. So then the danger is I will eat crisps and yeah. mm. biscuits and bread. I think things that make you also ah because sometimes vegetarian food is too light. You feel. Ah. The lack of heaviness and yes. satisfaction that you that you're addicted. That's to. it for me. Like if I eat vegetarian food, I get hungry much faster. I don't know if that's a common thing or well, just in my head only. That is because you're not eating the right kinds of starches. Perhaps. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, wow. I really sound like no, that that's fucking good, that's bitch right now. But you're no, like vegetarian chaipeng leh. Like I still feel hungry very quickly. Like vegetarian vegetables just like go through me. Right. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's often not enough protein 
in um, perhaps in vegetarian yeah. in vegetarian food as well. Do, do you right? like soy stuff? I, I do. I love tempeh. I love tempeh. Mm, love tempeh. Love tempeh. <gasps> fermented tofu. All the tofu things. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, fermented tofu. Yeah. Mm. Soybeans are incredible uh, sources of flavor mm. and protein. So what I do now is when I make stock, right? I will or soup. I will add like a lot of soybeans to the soup. Oh. To add flavor and some body, and then actually by the end of it, you can you can strain off the soybeans and just eat them because they're so Soft tender and that. sweet. Oh, yummy! Yeah, and you can just incorporate soybeans into like oh, that's very soybeans. Okay, that's yeah, one yeah, I want to learn. Okay, yeah, yeah. Huh? Uh, ah. I feel like they are a bit. They have a subtler flavor flavor than chickpeas. You know, mm, but like, I love chickpeas. Yeah. Yes, chickpeas are amazing too. Like when you after you boil them, right, the water that's left behind is just fucking amazing. Oh, really? It's practic- It's as good as chicken stock, in my opinion. <sighs> oh, yeah. Chickpea okay. Water, I must try all this. Yeah, chickpeas are also very rich in protein. So oh, yeah. like, I think chickpeas are probably a really important component of an all vegetable diet. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I really feel. Thank you, nutritionist well, who sister. Knew? Who, <laughs> who knew? Who <laughs> knew? I had all this knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> we knew lah. We knew. Mm. So I remember, Sean, you brought me to this place uh, somewhere in Katong, which had, you, you told me like, oh, do you want to eat vegetarian mee siam? And I was like, what the mm. fuck is vegetarian mee siam? Mee siam has like prawn paste inside it. What mm. is vegetarian mee siam without prawn paste? But I was like, sure, girl, let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, and then I ordered it and it was, not only did we have mee siam, we had satay, we had so many things. Mm. And it was so fucking good. So tasty, right? It was so tasty. I was like, are you sure this is vegetarian? Yeah. It was this place? so good. Uh, loving heart. Oh, so they have a worldwide chain. Yeah, yeah, There's some it. kind of religious Is it? thing yeah. in there. Like some there's some leader. Like Falong Kong. Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, something really something like that. But yeah. yeah, no, they they are they do food that's really tasty, nutritious. And is it vegetarian oh, or vegan? It's vegan actually. Wow. Was it vegan? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my god, it was I tell you it was the, you could not believe that the Misiam was vegan. It actually tasted like it was rich with the prompt base. Have you not tried it, Joe? Huh? Have you not no, tried it? Oh my god, are we going there later? Can we? Oh my god, we should How? go. Wait, what's the time? <laughs> It's okay. just a hit. It's just before dinner. Like, so we'll any, figure it out anyone who wants to try, mm. like they only have misiam on Wednesday and Saturday, <laughs> Saturdays, and yeah. it's made is by some auntie who oh. especially makes it for them. And I'm determined to find out who it is. If anyone out there knows who the woman is that makes the misiam for loving heart, please tell us. Yeah, yeah. Please comment send in below. Yeah, I want to buy. <laughs> my, I, I, I remember loving heart because there was a loving heart near my place in London, right? And it was uh. the fucking worst food I'd ever eaten. Like, oh. right? yeah, my ex boyfriend was so, who, who's vegetarian and sometimes uh. vegan, right? Mm. Was like in love with it because they had this buffet spread oh. uh, and it was like Chinese vegetarian right so like he he was like Joe you like it you're Chinese and I was like okay fine <laughs> and I go right and then I it's like funeral food sorry oh. sorry but it's they, like, you know there is they a break kind, up is it ah close yeah. you know there's a kind of bihun they serve at funerals I know which one uh, at Chinese almost wake. flavorless it's flavorless everything is covered in this cornstarch slurry yep. the vegetables mm. have no flavor it's oh. just oh god fucking awful and I just like I was like sitting there and when this is culturally offensive to me yep. I feel like I'm at a wake yep. yeah <laughs> um, yeah but that's my only loving high experience so I'm very excited to hear about this one oh yes. it was very when good is, it, is this in Juchet? Uh, Juchet yeah yes mm. and they, they used to be a chain in Singapore but they only have one now but yeah, yeah. they're all over the world what? and I think they just kind of adapt the menu right, so they have yeah. like here they have like mee rebus, satay oh, laksa asam laksa I, wanna, but, oh, yeah, I just want to jump in here and say actually when you say you can't believe it's vegan right actually there are ways in which you can get very similar flavors to anything just using 
clever exactly. substitutions. But it does yeah. take imagination. It does yeah. take a lot it takes of skill. work. You know? It takes yeah. a lot skill. of experimentation and skill and yeah. research. Yeah. So that's why it's, it's like to be able to reproduce this flavor, you really have to be in awe mm. of the dish. Mm. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, mm. And it wasn't expensive. Oh no, my no, God, it's not, it was so it's cheap. Not. A lot of people are very into Green Dot now. You've tried the laksa. Ah, you often the get green the laksa, laksa from there. Green Dot laksa is very nice. Is it very nice? Yeah. I haven't tried. I haven't tried. Green Dot is a chain also, right? Vegetarian Singapore style food, right? What other vegetarian places can you recommend? All places with good vegetarian menus. I mean, I think you could, you could, there's many outlets at um, Fortune. Fortune Center, I just yeah. don't know Fortune any Cent- of their yeah. names. No, Fortune Center. There's one, in- one on level four of yeah. Fortune oh, Center. Yeah. It's run there by this very cookie auntie yes. <laughs> who wears a beret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Correct. she's she wears ver- a beret. So she's wears a beret. Oh, the food there is really, really fucking good. good. Yeah, Asa yeah. is very good. Oh. And uh, oh. I like going to this place called Teng Bespoke Japanese Vegetarian. I've heard Fortune of Center? Right? Plaza. Fortune Center. Plaza. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. Yeah. What's it called again? Teng Bespoke. Yeah, I love the bespoke. Because the actually, the thing. food is not bespoke. No, I don't <laughs> not, get why they not, use that word. Is, but the menu yeah. is really, really good. Yeah, yeah, I also yeah. like to say, like, any Indian vegetarian food along Serangoon Road is great. Oh, <laughs> uh, just excuse me, Nalans. Nalans. Nalans at the basement of Capital has. Oh, yeah. We love Nalans. If we are ever going to a show at Wat Rice or Victoria Theatre or something, Arts House, we go to Nalans. Excellent. Yeah. Service leaves something much to be desired. Depends on who is serving. Depends on who is serving. Food is very good Gokul also Gokul ah, yes. so mm. I used to go to Gokul at Fortune but they've just closed down sadly mm. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, there's another so one in Little India I think okay. the main one basically it seems like got a lot la. mm. got a lot. Huh? I'm also very happy that Moss Burger now got Impossible Patty which oh, do they it's, have very, it? it's very tiny so it's manageable it's not too meaty ah, it's quite expensive I love oh. Moss Burger food I have to say Moss Burger is one of my favourites corn soup Oh, I they l- have a good corn I soup. I love the corn yeah. soup and most yeah. burgers. Their fries are good. <gasps> mm. Some of the, the fries are amazing. Fries. Uh, yeah. Speaking of burgers, I was very disappointed to learn recently that McDonald's no longer has their veggie burger. Yeah, which was for the longest time the only thing our vegetarian friends could eat at McDonald's. Now they can only eat fries. I don't yeah. remember them having that it was for this, a long It's time. been discontinued for months. Yeah, yeah for months. It, yeah. Like, it tends to come and go. But they, they should just keep it. I don't understand why they don't just keep it on the menu because like vegetarian people want to have like I a trashy you, I'll no, tell you Mac's, why. Because most vegetarians would not eat at such a place. If, if they know that the whole thing has been prepared in a vegetarian section of the kitchen uh-huh. and does not touch any other meat products, they will go there all the time. Oh. Yeah. But most what I mean all of these like vegetarian Facebook groups. <laughs> and most of them are just like really irritating people complaining about, you know, because they're a lot more strict than I am. Right. Yep. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right because it's been tainted. Yeah, yeah that's what that's I, what well, many that's will fair. say. I love, by the way, that there are vegetarian Facebook groups. Yeah. So what do you talk about on the Facebook? Where group? they're mostly whining. <laughs> they're mostly people just posting pics without any context and saying, "Oh, I ate this. This was great." And everyone has to ask a million times, "Where? Where? Where is it?" <laughs> like you're vegetarian until you got no brains. Is it? Like, <laughs> it's like not enough protein. Uh, not yeah, enough. and then everyone starts all these whining. Like, oh, are there alums? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet you this. I bet you that. It's like, oh god, <laughs> just conspiracy. <laughs> Alright, we come to the end of yet another episode of T42. This time T42 for three. Yeah, Thanks Sean Thank for joining Sean. us. I Thank hope you, you had a good time. Thank you for having me. I did. Yeah. Mm, spreading the gospel of vegetarianism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're all a bit I, I keep thinking I have food on the on the brain I'm, now. I, I really want to eat this vegan misiam now. I also oh, just yeah. want to buy corn. I have been fixated on it since I mentioned it at the very top mm. of this episode. <laughs> I want it. Um Sean, do you have any parting words for people who may be thinking about becoming vegetarian or mm. you know, any you know 
wisdom <laughs> about vegetarianism at all. No. God, I hate that no, word so much. <laughs> I don't give a shit about <laughs> what other people eat. Best. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess like anything, it's worth experimenting, mm. right? Just, yeah. just try and experiment yeah. with food. <laughs> yeah. You, you, ne- weird. you never know. <laughs> you never know what pleasure just, you might derive yeah, from a cucumber a carrot or a carrot. Or carrot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the filth. Just enjoy. Mm, I have a parting word of advice. To, uh, so the other day, I was getting my hair cut, right? And mm. then like the, Q, the, 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 the QB house auntie, uh. she was just complimenting me the whole time, you know? She's oh. like, your complexion very nice, huh? your complexion very nice. Huh? Some mm. people try very hard, so cannot get this complexion. Eh? Your forehead. <laughs> then, and then she asked me, how you eat what? You eat what? Then I said, I eat a lot of vegetables. And she went, mm, that's why. <laughs> and, this is the word of wisdom I have to impart oh, to our dear listeners. If you want a very good complexion mm. like me, you must eat a lot of Just eat a lot of it. Thank you for that, Joel. No Thank worries, you for no that. Yes. Mm. <laughs> All right. This has been Joel signing off. And this is Kishan. I'm Sean. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Mm. See you next time. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs>